Welcome to the Loan Hunter Podcast. I am Heather Hunter Jackson, covering all things real estate and finance in the greater Sacramento area. Whether you are an industry professional, first time home buyer, or a homeowner looking to learn more, my goal of this podcast is to take the complicated language and conflicting information you find online and make it simple and easy to understand. All right, welcome to another episode of the Lone Hunter podcast. I am Heather Hunter here, your host. So today we are going to talk all about closing costs. I think uh, that's one of the most kind of mystifying things out there that uh, buyers are always concerned about and don't really know about. So I'm going to try and back us into this in in the chunks of how essentially if you were looking at an estimate of how it'd be broken down to help you understand. So the first thing I'll say is when you talk to a lender, when a borrower tells me, okay, Heather, I have $50,000 to put down. What I interpret that as is, okay, I've got $50,000 total that I need to include for down payment and closing costs. So my rough math that I do is you've got $40,000 for down payment and $10,000 for closing costs. So let me explain how, how we get to that. So the first thing I'll tell you is there are recurring and non-recurring closing costs. And recurring closing costs, and you'll hear this even, you'll hear your realtor mention it if you're asking the seller for any credit to closing costs. Um, recurring closing costs are your mortgage interest, homeowners or flood insurance, and uh, your property taxes, because those are things, think about it, they recur throughout the life of the loan. So homeowners insurance gets paid usually on an annual basis, and property taxes get paid semi-annually. Non-recurring closing costs are costs that occur just one time for this transaction. So that's going to be your lender costs and uh, really your title and escrow and your recording costs. So let me break those things down. So there are lender closing costs. And if you are shopping one lender to the other, you should only be focusing on these specific lender costs. So one thing every lender is going to charge is a credit report fee. And which these days, unfortunately, credit has increased this year um, to where, you know, a joint credit report somewhere around $75. An individual one is not much less than that, to be honest. Um, But a lot of us, we also one thing I'm going to say in terms of costs, we over disclose because we can never charge you more. We can only charge you less. So that is why you'll see sometimes some extra padding. Okay, but with lenders, they have, um, like I said, credit report. Everyone will have an appraisal fee, and that's going to vary from $450 to $600 uh, for just a traditional type appraisal. Actually, I should say up to $700 because VA are $700 now. If you're buying like a million dollar home or something, that would be something different. Your appraisal costs could be higher. And then uh, flood certification, pulling if your house is in a flood zone or not and a tax service fee. So those those fees are going to be very similar from lender to lender. Like you're not going to see any cost savings really between lenders on those. Where you truly need to compare lenders are in their processing and or underwriting fees. So those are the fees that go directly to the company, whether it be the underwriter, um, again, the processor, sometimes people have both just depending on the company. And then after that, the fees you need to compare is either an origination fee. So one lender may charge an origination fee, another one may not. And then also 
what we call discount points or discount fee. So that's where you're paying points to buy down the loan. I will tell you guys, I let's say I send out an estimate to a client today at six and a half percent. Client calls and tells me, oh, but this lender's giving me four and a half percent. Well, did you get an estimate from them? No, not yet. I will get an estimate from that other lender and sometimes it'll have four points of a discount fee, which by the way, isn't even like compliant to charge, but where mine had no discount fee with that rate. So it's really, really critical that you get an estimate in writing to be able to compare. The only other lender fee that I've seen that is a little different is called a rate lock fee. Again, that is essentially paying points to buy down your rate. So um, when you are comparing lender to lender, you're really looking at origination, discount, or uh, some sort of rate lock fee, and underwriting and processing. That's really the only ones you're going to see change from lender to lender. Okay, and then you get into your escrow closing costs. So escrow is the neutral third party between you and the seller. Um, In Southern California, they split escrow and title separately. Um, Up here in Northern California, we do it all in one. So You have your escrow fee that generally is split 50-50 with you and the seller. And then you have lender's title insurance because if you're taking a home loan, you're going to to have title insurance that the lender is requiring. And then you have generally some sort of processing fee, though escrow can break this up into a lot of small fees like a doc prep fee, a courier fee new loan services fee. I I would say most of those costs don't tend to go beyond about $450-$500. You have a notary fee of signing your final loan docs in front of a mobile notary. And then you sometimes will have an owner's title fee. That is the seller's title policy that is required on every transfer of property. And that is an item that's negotiated in the contract. I'll talk about those in a minute. But um, some counties, it's customary to... Uh, have the seller pay that 100%, um, which in Sacramento, that has tended to be the case. Pandemic, we saw a little split on that at 50-50. Uh, Bay Area, it's very common to split at 50-50. And essentially, the owner's title policy is twice as expensive as the lender's title policy. So uh, whatever is listed there for your lenders, if you're going to pay 50-50, you're paying essentially an, an, another lender's policy. And then you have recording fee and transfer tax. So recording of your name into the uh, of the deed at the county, that usually runs about 150. And then transfer tax is variable uh, depending on which county you're buying in. And there is sometimes county transfer tax and city transfer tax. City transfer tax is always much more expensive. You also will have home warranty and HOA fees. So a home warranty um, that insures the home for a year or two, depending on how many years is purchased. Uh, that basically, let's just say you, um, you know, you did a home inspection, the dishwasher was working, you move in two months later, the dishwasher stops working. You call the home warranty company, you pay a service fee of like $75, they come out and they send someone to fix it. Um, HOA fees will only apply if you're buying a property that um, has an HOA or um, buying a condo, like all condos have HOAs. So um, you have to pay upfront dues plus a transfer fee and plus HOA docs fee that we have to use on the lending side. All those fees that I've covered so far are your non-recurring closing costs. So now 
what is your recurring closing costs that are included in your in your fees? So you've got mortgage interest. So we pay interest from the time the loan funds through the end of the month. Let's say we're closing on the 15th of May. We, we pay interest through the end of the month. My first payment is due July 1. You um, Mortgage interest works opposite of rent. You pay uh, for the month you live there for rent. For a mortgage payment, you're paying the prior month's interest. So that's why you kind of quote unquote skip a rate. You also are going to pay homeowners insurance for a year. If you are in a flood zone, you're going to pay flood for a year up front. And then if you are choosing to take your taxes and insurance in your mortgage payment, you're going to establish what we call an escrow account. And that means you're going to put about two months of the homeowner's insurance in there. And you're going to put roughly, it equates to about six months of property taxes in the account. So that way, when you make your monthly payment, the lender will have enough funds to pay those things out. Um, Homeowner's insurance one time a year. And again, property taxes twice a year. So uh, with an escrow account, if in the state of California, if you are putting down 10.01% or more, uh, you have the choice on whether you want to take an escrow account or not. If you are putting down less than 10.01%, you have to have an escrow account. And if you are taking any sort of government loan, FHA, VA, USDA, you have to have an escrow account. That also can apply on some other um, non-traditional products. It's just up to the lender on whether they require it or not. So in listing all these costs, what costs are actually negotiated in the contract? One thing buyers will say to me often, oh yeah, but the seller's paying all the fees. The only fees out of everything I listed that is technically negotiated in the contract is the escrow fee, the owner's title insurance, and the uh, transfer tax. The home warranty is also negotiated in the contract on whether buyer-seller pays for that or if you waive it. Also, if there's an HOA fee, HOA transfer fee, um, some of the HOA Seller documents uh, are negotiated in the contract. And then inspections are negotiated in the contract. And when I say inspections, I'm talking about well, septic, maybe sewer, pest. Those are really the only ones I ever see negotiated in the contract. So when we're just looking at loan closing costs, my general rule of thumb, if I'm trying to just do a rough estimate for someone, if you're in that price point of about... I'd say 350 and below, look at your down payment and then probably factor in about $8,000 on top of it for closing costs. If you're anywhere between really 400 to 600,000, you're getting closer to the $10,000 mark. If you are above that, I know today I was just working on a million dollar purchase, buyers putting 20% down. You have to remember the higher that purchase price, the more those property taxes are. And that really ends up being the majority of your costs. Their costs are coming out to about $16,000. Now, the lender title and escrow portion are basically almost the same on any transaction. Really, uh, those one-time closing costs, I generally don't see exceed, if you're not buying down an interest rate, probably about $3,500 maybe, you know, a little more, a little less, depending on lender and situation. The rest of the costs are made up in those recurring uh, costs because property taxes, again, those are factored at one and a quarter percent of the purchase price. So you can see how, you know, six months of that could add up pretty quickly. So um, just keep that in mind when, you know, if I tell you $10,000 in closing costs, 
really about 6000 to 7000 of that is money that is yours, your homeowner's insurance, your, your property taxes, your mortgage interest. So with $10,000 as the rule of thumb, just keep in mind, it, it doesn't always add up to 10000 in terms of you may be able to get some seller credit to help offset that. Um, maybe not the full 10000 but maybe they're going to give you $2,000, $5,000. Um, you know, it's, everything's negotiable. So just keep that in mind. Don't get overwhelmed by that number. And again, you know, there's down payment assistance programs and whatnot that we can pair as well. What are some costs that are also involved in buying that aren't just with your loan? Um, I know I covered some of this on, I think, the episode I did with Larissa on working with a realtor and buying buying a home. But some of the costs that go into, into buying are your inspections. So you should always get a home inspection. Depending on the size of the home, that's going to run anywhere from $400 to possibly maybe $800. Pest inspection is going to run probably no more than $200. And then after that, the other ones get kind of, uh, the price is going to depend. But, you know, sewer inspection, your HVAC unit, which is your heating and air conditioning. If you've got a chimney, you might do a chimney inspection. Always recommend a roof inspection. If the property has well and septic, you uh, may be doing those inspections. So, you know, each of those inspections costs anywhere between 100 to probably 200 $250. I know on the property we bought, we did a home inspection, a pest inspection. It was on septic. So we did a septic inspection. We had a chimney and we did a roof. So I think, you know, all of our inspections all in probably totaled somewhere around maybe $1,000. But again, you want to know everything that's wrong with the house before you get into it. But one good thing that has come out of the pandemic as well, a lot of sellers are doing a lot of these inspections up front, mainly your home, your pest, your roof, um, maybe HVAC. They're doing those up front to make them available to you. That's very common in the Bay Area. They already do it. So that will save you on some costs, possibly. You really have to know your total amount that you that you need to be able to close on a loan. So knowing, again, you take your down payment, get that breakdown from your loan officer of what your closing costs are going to be. And like I said, the general rule of thumb, honestly, just take any price point and put $10,000 on it. That's kind of like a, a really safe bet. Then, you know, you'll figure out it'd be a little more, a little less, just depending. Um, and that is the total amount that you're going to need for down payment and closing costs. So I know this can be confusing. You should always get an estimate in writing that breaks down everything um, so that you are just totally clear when you're making this purchase. But if you have any questions, if you ever need me to review an estimate, um, I'm happy to do that. And I am the person that if you're getting a way better deal over at this other lender, I'm going to tell you to go with that lender that I can't beat it. So I have no problem reviewing it um, to help let you know if I can either beat it or if you're already getting a great deal, stay where you're at. So just make sure you know what you're getting into, know what your costs are, and be able to plan appropriately. So because you guys, just a reminder, it, it, you don't have to have 20% down. You can have, if you're a first time home buyer, you can have as little as 3% of the price. You know, a $500,000 home, that's $15,000. There's down payment assistance programs, fee structures and whatnot change. But you know, there are things that can help you get those numbers down. So feel free to contact me. We can have a free consultation, go over numbers for you. And I'd be happy to help you do that planning. So uh, just reach out to me. All my contact information is in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.
Thank you for tuning in to the Lone Hunter podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Also, please leave me a review, good or bad, because I like honest feedback and always like to improve. Thank you so much for sharing and see you on the next episode. The Lone Hunter podcast is brought to you by Heather Hunter, NMLS number 129963, DRE number 01402583. Empire Home Loan supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 1839243.